Hello, I'm Vada. And I'm Roxy. And you are listening to VCR. Hello, Roxy. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. Awesome. Being good and all that good stuff. I mean, I don't know about good, but you know. <laughs> you're, you're good enough, right? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever good. I'm just, you know, bad all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least you can admit it. And there's some of those who strive to be good enough. But let's, you know, you brought something interesting to my attention, seeing that we're on this good enough thing, because it seems like maybe there might be some people of the male persuasion here that are not on their good enough, you know, I don't know what we would call it. Behavior? Yeah, I guess we could call it behavior, but I feel that falls short of what I want to call it. But Mm. we'll get the words will come to me later. Uh, (laughs) But men who basically i guess you could say aren't good enough right now for very odd reasons so you showed me this video by the comedian trevor noah right Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit what was so interesting about that video that you had to share it with me i just liked the perspective of what what he was trying to explain about how you know the in society now like they're saying that men men in their like 30 and up i guess are having less sex than ever before and it's they they feel like it's not so much the sex that they're missing but the intimacy that they're missing so like they didn't really want to have sex i mean yeah of course they who doesn't want to have sex but they're lacking that intimacy that's what they're really wanting and there's really not a safe space for them to be vulnerable or to talk about that lack of intimacy so they're emotionally crippled is what I'm hearing. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a better term than unavailable. Yeah. Crippled. I mean, I agree. And we have our very special guest, the wonderful and always beautiful and talented uh, nurse slash model, Stacey Kinsey. How are you? Stacey? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm doing good. And you are valuable to this because you are in the medical profession and we were just talking. Uh, Not only are you a registered nurse, but you're about to hold three different masters, right? I am. Tell us, tell us like your masters. That way our audience knows, wow, we're we're dealing with a powerhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a a master's of business administration Mm -hmm. and then I have a master's of information systems because everything's computers, right? So, um, and then I have my nursing degree and now I'm about to get my master's in nursing and nurse education. Wow, so see, if anyone- Some Marty pants. Yes, (laughs) if if anyone can enlighten us on this topic, it's going to be Miss Stacy. (laughs) Well, I'll try, because I don't know if I understand the male species. (laughs) Girl, I don't think the male species understands the male species. It's one of those things where the machine works and it's better not to understand how the machine works. <laughs> it, I have not I have not read the directions. Right. <laughs> if the car turns on and it does what it needs you to do, don't don't go trying to figure right. out how the engine works. You know? I mean, that's works. what I do when I get in my car. I get in and drive. Exactly. See, <laughs> there's no need to understand, right? And I, do your thing. And I so. ignore the warning lights. Right. <laughs> And, right. Well, oh, that, that probably light. shouldn't happen with the male species, but, you know. 
but you know, <laughs> hey, if there's warning lights, you should totally you know pump the brakes on that one. <laughs> it might be your brakes, <laughs> right? You never know. So, so we what we're dealing with is like young know, Trevor Noah brings up this interesting topic about how men are having less sex um in and kind of like the prime of their life still mm-hmm. because they feel emotionally i'm calling it they're emotionally crippled more than anything else but you know it could be emotionally unavailable emotionally they they want intimacy but maybe don't know how to find that intimacy mm-hmm. right which i think is kind of strange i mean well from for me because it's like intimacy is not something you like go out and find it's something that you kind of learn so it's not like Mm -hmm. you find it you learn it so if you haven't learned it by 30 i just don't know what to tell you (laughs) you know another premise another premise of the conversation that trevor noah was saying was that um there's this narrative that guys can't be that way mm-hmm. that if they show that side of them then other guys are going to be like oh he's a pussy or like you know like right they, they don't have a safe space to express their vulnerability because then they'll be perceived as weak right like he even said in his in the in the clip where he's like you know even when they just say i love you to each other they can't just say hey i love you it has to be like yo i love you dog i love you bro like they have to add something to the end of it mm-hmm. so it's not you know perceived as weak or anything like and and i agree that's a little sad like mm-hmm. you know as women we're just like oh i love you so much and and that's it yeah we're, we're able to do that i remember for guys like especially in the 90s or even in the early 2000s you would say i love you bro no homo though <laughs> yeah <laughs> say it like that and i was like well true that's that's god get what y'all are saying and i think that can be an issue i think that definitely has maybe turned into an issue now seeing that this is being brought up by a uh, world famous comedian you know it's a problem if a uh, entertainers bring it up right? you know <laughs> but well, I, oh go ahead no no go ahead go ahead well i was just thinking like you know so you know this perception that a lot of guys just want to get with girls for sex and he was saying that a lot of times they're just min- missing that intimacy, mm-hmm. and, but they can't really say that, you know, with their bros are like, oh, yeah, I was with this girl this night and this girl this night and this girl. And it does make me wonder, are they really just because sex is great. But if you have to me, if you're having all that sex, is it really all that great when you're just having lots and lots of sex over and over with like different people trying right. to find with me, no connections find something right like to me like i don't know maybe it's just because i'm a girl but like sex without connection like it's it's it's, it's nothing overrated yeah well as a, as a semi-reformed hoe here um <laughs> i'm not reformed oh okay well <laughs> Well, you got I, me, Stacey, because I was about to say, uh, me too. And they're like, oh, wait, no, I'm not reformed. <laughs> well, that, that's why I said semi-reformed. So as, as a semi-reformed. I'm not even semi-reformed. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think, well, for me, it's become a little bit different because I think I think a lot of it has uh, to do with age and mental maturity. Because the way that I was in my 20s is nothing like what I am now at age 46 you know 
Um, and if it was, then I'd be in a whole other situation. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it, I'm I'm really not the way I thought, the way I did, because like in my 20s, and for the sake of the show, I'll share some horrible things that I've done. <laughs> but like in my 20s, I remember, you know, it is very true. You know, when you're young and dumb like that, you and you were just out looking for, you know, sex and to have sex with whomever you could, you know, uh, no joke. I'm not going to say I'm totally thrilled about this, but, you know, now looking back. <laughs> but, you know, there there was like literally, you know. Okay, I won't give the numbers, but you know, like back then you just you just slept. I slept with any woman, you know, was not a big deal. Uh age didn't matter to me in the sense like, oh, they're older than you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know? I could be 20 and they could be older, you know, that that didn't matter. But there wasn't that intimacy there. But the need for that. Like, I need this more emotional connection, this more mm -hmm. intimate connection it didn't develop until later when it started clicking with me. Hey, you know, this, well, this is nice and all. <laughs> right. But you need I have a theory a about more. that. Okay, go it's ahead. It's probably not a theory. Probably true, but we'll see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming from the nurse perspective of it, mm -hmm. um, guys testosterone levels lower and i was I, I saw this video or this it might have been a tiktok as well mm -hmm. so in the 20s a man's testosterone levels are like through the roof that's why they're just seeking to mm -hmm. fucking thing right 30s it starts to decline and in 40s it declines more women hit their sexual peak usually in the late you know mid 30s to 40s right uh, because our testosterone levels are going up Mm -hmm. right as we get closer to menopause so that's why we hit peaks at different areas so when guys testosterone levels are declining then they're realizing i don't want to just fuck anything then they start looking for the emotional mm -hmm. and but they still want to be a man they still want to have that man persona and you know there's something very sensitive when you talk about a man and their lower testosterone. I think they even said that after a man has a baby, their testosterone levels go down mm -hmm. as well. So that might be a lot of what's playing into this as well. No, I totally agree because like uh, one thing that, that I've heard, you know, and also being a guy, you know, definitely when you're in your twenties, the testosterone's everywhere, <laughs> you know, and you're just always out on the prowl. And then as you get older, you know, some people, I, I think a lot of people confuse it for like, oh, you're, you're just becoming wiser. I was like, no, I think it's just the testosterone has gone down. I'm definitely not as aggressive as what I used to be. You're not thinking with your dick as much. No, I'm not thinking with right. my dick as much. <laughs> I'm not as angry as I used to be, you know, on the, I don't need to have a fight or anything like that. Or just like, because in your 20s, I don't know if, if women go through this, um, but like, guys in their 20s because their testosterone is stupid sometimes you just wake up and you literally have this feeling like i want to get into a fight today <laughs> like i don't I'm, and it, it it has nothing to do with the fact that you actually want to get in a fight it's just you're full of stupidity and testosterone at the time that you just say hey i would love to get into a fight today for no damn reason <laughs> but i think as as you get older and i think you're totally right you know those levels go down 
And you're not that psychotic hormone anymore. <laughs> you're Hormones are totally a bitch, different. man. They are. They are. They drive <laughs> you to do these weird things. But I also think something else. You know, I there's an article I had read some time ago, and it was it was a medical journal article where they were talking about how like men not just you know like what we're talking about like with trevor noah and all that stuff in the intimacy but men nowadays produce less testosterone than like the generation before them mm -hmm. so, like the general their dad's generation their their grandparents or their great-grandparents the males they some at that time produced more testosterone and guys nowadays are not producing at that same level compared to someone who, you know, let's say served in World War II era or something like that, or or in the 60s or in the 70s, guys who grew up in that time period, for some reason, they're producing less. So I was like, weird. You know, I wonder if there's some correlation between that and the fact that there's a lot of men being raised by single women more than they used to so they're being exposed to like i guess maybe there might not be a reason to have as high testosterone because they're mm -hmm. not being exposed to male counterparts yeah. um i wonder i i need to look up some research articles see if i can find anything on that <laughs> no that makes total sense because I, and it's very true a lot and this is one weird thing that i found in in high school because there are so many single moms raising boys how much more feminine the boys were they may be straight but they were more feminine and i was like and and they would do the weirdest shit too and wear the weirdest shit like no joke so like blue jeans like you know how um girls because i'm talking about high school girls or you know they would wear the blue jeans and they'd have those rhinestones on their pants you know, mm -hmm. like how they, they would use that. Maybe some adult women do it too. Like even the rhinestones on their butts and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, to attract attention. So what was weird is boys were doing that too. I was like, I'm, that's, it's more of a feminine trait, but I started noticing boys were doing that. I was like, why are y'all wearing rhinestones on your ass? You know, what is, <laughs> what is up with that? You know, but they were doing more feminine things and they were more sensitive about things too that I thought was like, yeah, this isn't something I ever grew up with or experienced because, you know, that, that wasn't a thing then, you well, know, expression now. of feminism is kind of more, you know, accepted nowadays. Yes. There's a lot of uh, straight men out there that, you know, wear like nail polish and mm -hmm. like dressing mm -hmm. and they're straight. Or mm -hmm. they might buy, but you know, it's a lot more accepted nowadays to be more expressive and gender fluid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, but I also think a lot of that probably has to do with being raised by like a, a mom, a female figure opposed to a male figure. Cause you know, I, I can see moms like doing that. Well, like you're my only boy and I'm a woman. So let, let's paint our nails together or something weird like that. And then they grow up with this, like, oh, this is normal. And they bring more of these feminine traits into modern society. That's kind of my thought on it, too. But what the weird thing about, even if that is true, they should have developed some type of, like, understanding of, of intimacy, I think. Am I wrong in that? I don't, I don't think it's a me. I don't think it's a lack of understanding intimacy. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lack of 
they don't feel comfortable showing it mm-hmm. that part they because I've, like i've had instances where you get guys behind closed doors and they have you could tell they're craving that intimacy mm-hmm. you know it's not like let's fuck and then just like there's like some close contact and afterwards and you know um even when sometimes even when you just have somebody over and you know it's going to lead to sex just you know them wanting to like talk and you know not just like jump right into it you know just like having that conversation having you know time time with somebody you know sometimes they just want to cuddle they just want to be held like that's simple as that sometimes like not every time but sometimes they just really want to be held and they can't say that to you know they don't feel safe enough to just say that and and I think sometimes a lot of times I'll have sex because they think that's what's expected Uh um but you can tell like the energy is different like they're not as into it maybe or don't seem to have that primal urge like Mm. you just kind of do it because uh one guy that I recently dated that I broke up with in the summer like he told me like his ex always wanted sex and he didn't necessarily want sex all that much. And she always wanted it. So that was interesting to me because every man that I've been with, like I felt like before that, like they always wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that, that just, yeah. That also sounds weird to me. Just even hearing <laughs> it was like, I can't imagine being there with, with a woman and being like, you know, I have thoughts too and feelings. <laughs> like, why don't we ever talk? <laughs> I can't I can't really foresee that as happening, but I guess there is a need for that. Um because I, I but I think for me it's more of there's a time and a place for all that fun stuff too. And uh, you know, I, I don't hold on. Yes, I someone needs intimacy and have me pat her really quick <laughs> but um dogs always need intimacy. oh my god yes <laughs> if you need intimacy get a dog <laughs> right <laughs> but like um so speaking of intimacy let's talk about this what exactly because you have two females here let's get the female perspective what is intimacy to y'all because i think that would actually kind of help some guys who maybe have no idea what intimacy is or they're longing for intimacy, but don't know what they're looking for because they don't have an understanding of it. So what mm-hmm. exactly is intimacy to y'all? And remember, we're in Texas, so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like intimacy is um, like closeness, being able to just share things with your significant other or your partner or whatever just being able to be yourself and feeling safe in that in that zone together to just share everything that you're to just be open and transparent about everything how you're feeling what you're going through how your relationship is everything mm-hmm. just being being able to be vulnerable and just open up and express yourself like that's an intimacy like amara oh. right now yeah <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So, <laughs> I I don't necessarily think it has to be words or talking. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I feel like there's such, you know, there's things called vibes, right? Right. So, 
Like I, I feed off energy and I can usually tell if energy is off. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I'm pretty high, highly intuitive sometimes. And I can just feel when there's something off and uh, sometimes I misjudge it. Um, but I feel like intimacy can be just like being close to each other and not having to say anything, but you just, you just, just that feel, connection, just feel comfortable, you know, yeah. like, um, I've had somebody that, you know, that doesn't express their feelings, um, very well. Um, and, and often I felt like they were nervous around me. Um, but I could just feel that close closeness. Like, even if you did have sex, like there's some people like after you have sex, like wham, bam, it's over, let's go to sleep. But like, sometimes you can tell when they are craving that intimacy, like they're, you know, after it's over, they still want to cuddle or they still want to just be close. And like you said, you don't have to say anything, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Interesting. Well, I I can get down on the not saying anything too, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think even when it isn't sexually related, I kind of feel like if people can kind of be in the same room together and just feel each other and love each other. And maybe you just don't, or you're not saying anything because maybe you just don't feel like talking or maybe there's just this, it's just a moment of silence. I kind of believe that when people can share silence. Yeah. It's being, that, comfort- it, being, being able to be comfortable in that silence. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Being able to be comfortable in that silence. And then within that, there's even intimacy because mm-hmm. like, you know, there's that, Hey, we're, so cool with each other we don't have to like constantly entertain or Mm -hmm. talk or be in you know best friend mode we can just enjoy the silence depeche mode pay us so (laughs) 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 so i think that's kind of a thing as well and yes there is that intimacy of like after sex holding each other and maybe even being silent in that moment or just being able to, uh, you know, sit there and lay there or laugh and talk and whatever while holding each other. That is a form of intimacy, too. But I think a lot of guys lack that understanding of what intimacy is. Have you all ever come across that where, like, maybe you're with somebody and there's just a lack of understanding of what intimacy is on the guy's part? I mean, yeah, I've had people that obviously mm-hmm. were just in it for sex or they didn't want to open up and not to be too graphic but like having sex they would like always want to do it from behind never mm-hmm. thing, never mm-hmm. you know because it takes the intimacy out of it once you start like looking at mm-hmm. each other and stuff you know that adds a different element to things so I I feel like a lot of guys will do stuff like that to avoid it because they don't want to be vulnerable. Even if Uh they're, even if they are craving it, they've been taught not to. Hmm. They don't want to open themselves up to that. Roxy and you. I, everything she just said, (laughs) like, yeah, I'm like, yep, yep. All that, everything. Yes. Um, no, yeah, I have been. I mean, of course. I mean, I don't know anybody that probably hasn't been through something like that. Um, 
mistaking the sex for intimacy. And like she said, yeah, like once you start, you know, getting them back shots, it's all the intimacy is gone. You're, there's no connection there. And like, I, I too, like you have reached that point where I can't even enjoy it anymore without some kind of connection that I have to have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know the lack of, some people don't even realize that they don't, that they're lacking the knowledge of intimacy. They just think that that sex is it. Like, yeah. Oh, this is how I'm going to express my love. I'm just going to throw my dick at you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird way of expressing but love. I, like, I'm just going to throw this at you until it happens. <laughs> woman, one of the most confusing situations I've been in and, and it's happened to me with several men is that they didn't come at me with the back shots or whatever. They came up at, with me looking at me in the mm-hmm. eye, like really feeling that connection. And I'm like, is this person just really good at what they fucking do? Or they're really having an intimate moment and feeling the same thing I am and just don't want to admit it. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm sorry the intimacy keeps on going back to sex, but that seems to be well, like I think I think in I, think I mean because it a is a part of, of it. Yeah, sex it is, is a big part of intimacy, but there's other levels of intimacy that it's not just sex. No, now, if you have all of those levels together, then the sex is fucking bomb. It's fire. Like you yeah. can't get no better than that. But you have people have to be able to recognize the levels of intimacy. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I think that's that kind of goes to a lot of different things, too. Like that even kind of goes down to like knowing yourself and knowing what kind of intimacy you're cool with and what you're not cool mm-hmm. with, along with like things such as um, I, I remember I had an ex who was always talking about it and she talked about like it was like the the world's biggest thing that you had to know this. I was like, but I already know this. so stop talking please (laughs) (laughs) like the love languages she it's like she read Mm. a book and she felt that she was an expert yeah well she felt (laughs) she was an expert in love languages i was like oh my god please shut up (laughs) (laughs) because you know she's like and my love language is this i was like i I know what your love language is you know (laughs) (laughs) you told me a million times (laughs) yes i i've read that book a long time ago i'm glad you are just discovering it but you know Yeah, but it was, I think it goes along with that too, is like understanding what your love language is, understanding your intimacy level and understanding yourself a little bit better. I think that's where people kind of have some emotionally crippling issues because I don't think people really understand themselves a whole lot, you know, Um, but that's just my thoughts and theories. I'm aware of what kind of monster I am. So I'm okay with that. (laughs) I think a lot of this is not knowing what you want. Mm-hmm. exactly i think that's that's very true too i think mm-hmm. you're gonna have to have that moment where you got to be honest with yourself and say well, hey. so, i mean social media has really just really wreaked havoc mm-hmm. on relationships intimacy mm-hmm. because everybody always thinks there's something better out there they're exposed to so oh, many yeah. people they're like you know i could have this person i can have this person but it's all the outward appearance and what or what they're acting out on on social media. Right. And 
And then they may get that person in private and they're realizing, okay. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> right. Like, this is not at all what I thought it was. That's yeah. not what I watched on Pornhub. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like men, you know, men have still have this primal urge. And when they're, when they are faced with all these options, they're always looking for something better. And I'm, I'm sure women do it too. I think men do it a little bit more because they're more visual creatures Mm -hmm. than women. Um, So it's, it's almost like as a woman, it's really hard to compete with that. Like I can't compete with the next person that might look better than me that might have bigger boobs or be a little skinnier, be a little more, you know, fat in the ass or like how, you know, you can't compete with other people people you right. know and, and that thing was, I don't want to do is compete yeah and that wasn't a dynamic before social media yeah. if you found somebody you liked mm-hmm. you didn't see it like 10 million other p- women that looked better mm-hmm. you know and, and I, I get what y'all are saying I, I really do and I think that's something that you know it does happen for men too like you know you're with somebody and then they want to you know you, your woman wants to upgrade or has found someone else and it's like you know what are you competing with or I don't feel like competing with that either you know like it, yeah. it kind of just depends on what the situation is too but I think for women it's also maybe sometimes a little bit more different like what it is that that women look for and let's call it an upgrade okay let's call like what what do women want in an upgrade compared to what men want in an upgrade type of situation um I use tech terms because I'm a techie so but you know like what is it that women want more than than what men want it's kind of different i think it's also kind of like your own individual taste type of thing but you know i also i god i'm gonna go off on this weird little tangent i also kind of relate it to like uh serial killers (laughs) (laughs) because like and and think about it and maybe this is gonna be an example that'll help people but like uh male serial killers in those sense of like upgrades and what they want are a lot different than like what female serial killers want. And it's harder to catch female serial killers because why do these female serial killers kill? It's not so much because it's something that they want, but it's out of necessity. You know, there are things it's usually like, yeah, like they're, they think they're trying to protect Mm. other women. Like look at what was her name? The monster they made a movie. Eileen Warnos. Yeah. She went after like bad men mm-hmm. or who she perceived were were bad. Yeah. You or know? or in, in some cases too, there was a, a lot of cases where they were saying that one of the other difficulties is the fact that in tracking them is the fact that not just like you're a bad guy, I'm gonna go after you and do this justice thing. It's also like they're out of necessity. Okay. Yeah. I'm with this guy because he's providing house money, all this other stuff. But when that runs out or it's not happening the way I want it anymore, then they kill them and then they move on. (laughs) So the compared to like most male serial killers where you know what they want in the sense like this is what I'm attracted to. This is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. You know, I kind of relate it to that. Like, do you really know what your inner serial killer wants? 
love wise, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right now, my inner serial killer wants to like fuck all men. No, I'm just yes. <laughs> it wants to murder that ass. That's what it wants. <laughs> Good thing I'm a good person. Right. There you <laughs> go. But I think that that's something like a jokingly a conversation you need to have with yourself. Like, what do you really want on the inside? Like, you know, like my needs at, you know, 46 are way different than what I wanted at 20. You know, uh, now it's kind of like that honest conversation that I've had. And I've had this conversation with myself some time ago, probably when I hit 40 or late 30 it was like so what do I really want because you know I was still gallivanting and doing theater and you know having this you know extra life after my regular life type of thing and you know at some point I said to myself I really do want to get married and I really do want to settle down and at one point it was like I really do want to have kids and then I think that part has kind of drained off quite a bit because it's like I'm 46 you know if I had a kid right now, I'll be 56 by the time that kid's 10, and I'm not chasing the ball. I'm not throwing the ball. <laughs> you know, I have I dogs feel, to do that. You know, go I feel dogs, you on that. You know? All right, I'll be too. I'm 44. <laughs> like, the thought of having a kid now, I just... Like, my back everybody, <laughs> everybody tells me all the time, you're not too old to have kids. And I'm like, yes, the hell I am. Mm -hmm. I am not about to be 43 chasing a toddler. No, not mm -hmm. happening. I, I can't do that. I can't be like, you know... I can't do it. The, this child's here, and it's like, you know, why the fuck are you talking to me before coffee? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just set my ways now. At Go this the point. fuck to bed. Oh my at gosh! At this point, I don't know if I would even be good at a relationship because I'm so used to being by myself. Like, mm -hmm. I, I agree with that because, like, even at you know, I, I have a certain life. You know, I have this house, I have this car, I have things, and I have them the way I want them at this age. <laughs> and I don't like to be necessarily. I don't want to say bothered, but I don't want to be bothered <laughs> with having to change those things. Like I'm pretty honestly, like, my in my mind, my best relationship in my head would be somebody I see once a week. We mm -hmm. have a great time that one day, and then we leave each other. Kind of, we know yeah. alone pretty much the rest of the week. We, we catch else. dinner. We go to events every now and then, but other than that, you know, everything's fine. You know. <laughs> As long as you're consistent, that's all I ask for. <laughs> I, I feel like I'd be the perfect girlfriend, but guys get in their head that they think we need to see them all the time. We don't. Believe me, <laughs> if you get with an older chick <laughs> and you're not chasing after 20-year-olds, if you get with an older chick, she doesn't necessarily need to see you all the time. No. She, just she just wants consistent communication. And I can kind of agree with that because it's uh -huh. like... You know, and I don't know if that's just because I, I'm so consumed with with finishing up my master's, like my life doesn't have time for this extra person. But it's also like, you know, hey, if they lived in another city, this would be great, too. <laughs> Maybe they live out in Beaumont. You know, that's an hour away. You know, like we can't see each other out every day, you know, but, you know, weekends are fine. <laughs> it's funny how these comments make it work just kind of go everywhere oh yeah we're 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 everywhere <laughs> we're all over the place <laughs> but i also think it's kind of fitting of the topic too because is there really one answer to this Not i really. don't like how do you how do you teach someone 
intimacy, if they're searching for intimacy at 30, you know, how, how do you like come? I know if like someone came to me, it's like how, if another guy came to me, it's like, I, I'm having issues being intimate with my girlfriend or a woman. Like, I don't know how, how am I going to have that conversation? And I was like, okay, well explain to me, <laughs> we're, we're going to have to get very personal here. I was like, I need you to explain to me what you're doing after or before sex or during sex in order to kind of help you with that <laughs> to an extent. Um, but you want to know, okay, so I saw this movie and my God, I wish I could remember the name of it. It was a really good movie and it was a really strange premise. But anyway, there is this guy who's like, um, I want to say he was an Episcopal priest or something like that. And he's been sent to this little tiny community out in the North, you know, and he's met this woman and I can't remember. I want to say she's pregnant, but her husband died and they're going through this thing she's going through this thing where she's obviously missing her husband right and he's going through this thing where i can't remember like he had a wife and and she died and they're becoming closer but they have this really weird scene that was really interesting to me because it kind of expressed this I guess you could call it like an intimacy practice because she said this was something that me and my husband did when we needed intimacy and what it, it was interesting. So he's kind of there taking her con like Episcopal version of confession opposed to Catholic version, <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it was this thing where she needs this intimacy He's going to give her this intimacy in order to also understand intimacy. And he just lays out on the floor and she lays on top of him. And it was just that it was letting them kind of melt in each other. Mm -hmm. Their breathing becomes more in sync and things like that that became this more intimate thing i think and after that they end up falling in love with each other obviously but you know <laughs> it was but it was through that practice of intimacy and uh i know in yoga there's something very similar called uh rock pose where if you to like you're let's say the guy because it's also you can injure or kill somebody depending on their size <laughs> but let's say the guy is in this like um bent down position kind of like huddled on the on the floor like like a rock almost circular right so think of fetal position but upright and then the woman or whoever the partner is would lay across their back but facing out not like face to face direction mm -hmm. but like back to back and what would happen is you're just supposed to be there, not say anything. And then you're supposed to feel each other's rhythm in breathing. And then the breathing starts to align and in sync. And then the heartbeats start to align and in sync and catching the same rhythm. Unless you have arrhythmia, that's a whole other situation. But, you know... <laughs> 
but these but these were intimacy practices that I thought were really interesting mm -hmm. and maybe something that both both men and women could you know probably benefit from this you is know. why tantric is so good for relationships because tantric you, you is all about that intimacy <laughs> no because it's not exact it's not exactly sex it's connecting with each other like you don't even really touch each other but you connect with each other and you learn how to you learn how to vibe and connect with each other where it is that it feels like a sexual intimacy, but you're not really touching. Mm -hmm. I think um, there's a lot like. Um, hugs, I feel, are underrated. Oh, seriously, because a good hug. Oof. Because I, I had this person that you know, when he would come over, we would sit there and hug for a good like minute. And to me, that's telling me like you, like they needed it, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel like men don't just like hug people like that. Yeah. You know, know. they're maybe craving that closeness, you know? Yeah, and I, I agree with that, you know, because I think hugs are something that really do work and they are underrated. Like there used to be a friend of mine who used to work at the same university that, that I work at. And honestly, sometimes I'd be in the hallway and I would just catch her in the hallway. And I could tell when she was having a bad day because she was like, could I just have a hug? She would just literally ask. And I was like, okay, you know, like... <laughs> It was just a hug, you know, but it's true. It was underrated and underappreciated. I don't think it's something that we do a whole lot. How many men do you know that go around asking if they can have a hug? None. I don't think I've mm -hmm. ever met any guy who's like, give me a hug. I need a hug. <laughs> you know? right. And if they do, it's kind of weird. You know, like, come on, bring it in. Like, no, <laughs> you're, you're freaking me the fuck out. No, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> Psychopath, you're just trying to kill me. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's do this. Let's ask this because I gave kind of like a couple of examples of like intimacy in the sense of like intimacy practices, right? So, if let's let's give you a scenario, okay, and let's see what you come up with. Let's say you've met a guy, right? Thirties, like the kind of guy that Trevor Noah's talking about, right? He comes up to y'all, and you've developed this relationship, but he doesn't understand intimacy. What would you do to maybe teach that? Like, how do you break it down? Because if I can't even break it down, I'm kind of curious as to how y'all break it down. Because I think in, in the case of intimacy, a lot of guys are looking to women to explain what exactly is that or how that works. So how would you do that? Honestly, I think that I'm learning it myself. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of hard for me to express only because I didn't have a lot of intimacy growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think just being able to be there, maybe just sit close mm -hmm. to them, you know, you know, touch each other in some way. Does it, you know, doesn't have to be sexual, a good hug, you know, um, 
maybe asking personal questions, trying to get them to talk about their feelings. <laughs> and right. it doesn't even have to be about the relationship, you know, just like, um, just asking, you know, them about their childhood or about, you know, maybe asking them, did they have, like, do they feel like, do they feel comfortable in their childhood? Just like getting them to talk. And like I said, it doesn't even have to be about talking, just being close and being there and like, you know, not let the, not let them brush you off after you have sex or, you know, sometimes I'd be forcing people to cuddle with me. I feel like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to cuddle with you, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You, you get in here and around. love me right now, damn it. Right. <laughs> you ain't going to turn around and go to sleep. Like, we're just going to lay here entwined in each other for a while. Like, it doesn't have to be all night because I get hot. But <laughs> No, exactly. Exactly. Um, just, being, just being willing to be vulnerable, even though there's a chance that, that they might not be vulnerable back. Because mm-hmm. um, I think if you're exposed to it more, like, I've had to really grow into that because in my 20s and even into my 30s like I didn't really know how to be intimate with somebody because it is learned Mm -hmm. so I mean I can kind of feel what Trevor Noah was saying um because I'm at a point where I don't want to have sex unless there's intimacy right so I can kind of I mean I almost feel like in a way I'm kind of where men are at right now. Rock. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> I'm definitely where men are at. I don't, I don't, I'm not having the sex. <laughs> um, no, I think I would back to the tantric. I, I would have to bring in some of those practices. Maybe just sit there in front of each other, you know, putting our hands together, looking each other in the eyes, trying to get our breathing together on the same pace, you know, just trying to make that connection with each other. Because tantric, the word tantric actually means like woven together. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what you're trying to do is weave yourselves together. So you start with something small like that, just try to meditate together, or try to or some kind, not force, but like bring some kind of connection and then do, like Stacy said, delve a little bit into, try to get them to talk about their feelings, whether it be about their childhood, whether it be about something that happened at work or, you know, anything, their dog, whatever, something that sparks some kind of emotion, mm-hmm. try to get that out of them. So I think we lost Stacy for a moment here. I think um, hopefully she's going to join us back here in a moment. I think we did lose Stacy. Yeah, so she just kind of vanished. So we'll we'll get her back. So I'll jump into my thing of intimacy. And, you know, what I hear from, from you guys, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, because intimacy for me, it's it's more, I guess, it's more of a physical act when two people are together. And sometimes it's this mental and emotional act, right? Mm-hmm. But what I hear from the things that you and Stacy are also saying is it's also an act of communication too. Like mm-hmm. sometimes just talking is a form of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I I think that can be true, but I think a lot of people don't do that. Like they don't have these 
talking moments because I think right. that that is kind of important where you two can communicate with each other yeah. and be like hey you know um you're sorry sharing. it's okay <laughs> we're we're wondering we're like okay she might be back she'll join us in a moment <laughs> I was just entertaining everyone with my versions of uh, intimacy and uh piggybacking off of what you two were saying because there's that extra element of like from what I'm gathering, you and Roxy are also saying communication and talking is a form of intimacy as well. Am I wrong in that? Oh, definitely. Okay. Being able to be vulnerable with somebody. I think, yeah. and I, what I was telling Roxy is I think talking to each other is, <laughs> is important, but I also think that taking a little further i think that's one of those things that social media has kind of killed off too mm -hmm. and technology like the art of a conversation is really difficult when you're yeah. talking to younger people like you know i work at a university and when it's either super awkward or it's just really really like can you not talk like what's what's happening here no because we only speak in tiktok now yes like so their <laughs> ability to communicate is horrible or it's just really, really awkward. I was like, okay, you know, uh, like I was in this really uncomfortable situation. <laughs> Being able to express things is like just really different. Right. Like you. Being able to be 100% authentically yourself without mm -hmm. fear of judgment. That's the level of int intimacy that you want. Mm -hmm. Like you just be your crazy weirdo self. The art of communication, the art of flirting, the art of all that, which all is communication. Mm -hmm. It's all that. It's kind of like last week when we did the pickup line uh, mm. show and we're just throwing pickup lines at each other. That's yeah. still as, as lame as those are. That's still a form of communication. Yeah. And maybe a lot smoother than what a lot of these people are doing nowadays. And if you're in a relationship and throwing these pickup lines at each other, it's probably a little funnier. And cuter, yeah. you know, like if that's another form of intimacy, like cracking these little jokes with each other, mm -hmm. you know, like that would be great. That'd be really funny. That would crack me up. Also, <laughs> I so. also, I think the level of it's almost cool nowadays to have like a toxic relationship. Unfortunately, yeah, no, it is no. like everybody <laughs> is so like, oh, my God, it's toxic or I'm toxic. Like, that's not cute. It's not so, cute to be toxic. It's not. So basically the guy that I broke up with in, in the summer, he actually basically almost told me in not so many words that I was kind of boring because he's used to women that like yell back and just are toxic and just like they arguing all the time. And like, you know, a woman that puts him in his place and, you know, just, I mean, like, do you want peace or do you want somebody that's just loud mouth in your face all the time? Right. Because I'm never going to be that person. I don't I, I don't. That's stressful. I think, you know, that that toxicity is a horrible thing. And you're right. People wear it as like a sign of pride, like. I'm so toxic. I was like, well, I know who and I'm You not see it all over TikTok. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like, like, stay toxic, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm so not messaging you on Facebook. The, ga the games <laughs> that 
the games that you play. Oh, I'm not going to text her too much because then she'll think I'm like, that's that is I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's just like like if you want to communicate with somebody, if you want to talk to somebody, you should be able just to fucking talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you should be able to tell somebody how you what you know you feel about them mm-hmm. but right. there's this level of like no i can't do that because then i'll seem too clingy or too like mm-hmm. no i can't express so. how much i like them because then they won't like me back i have to show yeah. them that i i'm not interested so then they'll like me like please make that make sense i don't yeah. understand this no exactly because like- <laughs> i think that you know being able to communicate with somebody is like you should be able to whether and here's the thing it's not just like in a well i guess friendships are like relationships too like you should be able to text hey what are you doing how things going and then you know there's a more intimate side of like a relationship where you should be able to do that too like hey what are you doing how are things going you know i know um I do that randomly with friends like, hey, what are you up to? You know, how how did your your whatever go or whatever? Because it's you have to keep that line of communication open, you know, or else why do you have this friendship or why do you have a relationship? You're like, what the fuck? You know, honestly, I feel like if if people really look at it and if um, if they could approach their like relationships like people that they're interested in romantically or um if they could approach it the same way as they do with friends and just talk about anything and everything Mm -hmm. like that could that really helps like you should be able to talk to that person just like you would your best friend yeah yep and i agree with that i agree with that it's it's you know i think it's important because if you're if you're not, then what's the point of it? You know, hi, you have the water cooler type of shit, you know, might as well would it be, you know, people are afraid to ask for what they want. Yes. And I'm included in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I'm talking about people not knowing what they want, like or mm-hmm. well, I think it's not a matter of not knowing what you want it's how to express what you want. Yeah. I think that's what makes people awkward around me is like, I know what to say, like in the sense, like I'm, I get, it gets me in trouble a lot. Cause I'm very blunt about like, Hey, this is kind of what I want or what I'm thinking. And people look at me weird. Cause like, Holy shit. He just said that. I was like, yeah, because why shouldn't I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, I think it's just important, you know, whether it's just a simple text message or saying, hey, I feel like doing I don't fucking feel like doing this, you know, like it's important to express those things or I'll say I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be like, I'll say things like I don't like to do it, but I'll do it because I know you like to. <laughs> I've heard that a few times. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I'm sure someone has, you know, as a co-host. And <laughs> like, yeah, I guess, whatever. No, it's all kind of generational trauma, like product of your environment. So you had the baby boomers that worked all the time. So they mm-hmm. didn't have time to be intimate with their children, right? Mm-hmm. That time. So that breeded the generation X, which I'm at the very end of. Um, so I, I, I kind of, 
I feel like I'm generation X millennial mix, right? Same. <laughs> so like baby boomers didn't have time for their kids. So they didn't really ex- experience that level of intimacy. So now, you know, generation X, like fucking ruin the millennials so that they can't express themselves. Like I feel <laughs> that's a lot of what went on. I think, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe there is a correlation there because, you know, you kind of see it. Uh, it's true. Baby boomers didn't have that time for you type of thing. And, you know, I grew up in that era, too. So I know what you mean. And then, you know, it's also like uh, if you look at like every 80s movie, teen movie ever made, it was like the parents are never there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> never. Right. Well, that's, kids. that's why, you know, Ferris Bueller, you know, got into so much trouble or why uh, what's who was his friend, best friend's name? Was it Kevin? I can't remember. Oh. Cameron. 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 That's, that's why he was so dysfunctional because his parents were never there. <laughs> and I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's I think there's truth to that. But I also think it's something that well, you know, for guys, and I'll say this, you know, maybe it is something that we need to look at more, like being able to talk about like emotions and like how do you become more intimate? Um, you know, what is intimacy to yourself and to your partner? And of course, that's going to be something you got to discuss with your partner. Uh, but like, what is intimacy to you? What do you want? How do you express it? How do you, you know, get that intimacy if you want intimacy? You know, I think those are all conversations that you have to have as a guy because this is coming from the perspective of why aren't guys doing this? I think guys need to kind of ask themselves that and try to practice it or find someone that that you're comfortable enough to like practice those things with like practice what intimacy is or like rock pose or tantric or you know um starting off with texting back (laughs) (laughs) or initiating I feel like that was a jab I'm not saying that someone's being attacked like that or was should a be like attacked, but you know, they might be getting attacked. I feel so attacked. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy knows I'm bad at texting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> not what just we... you don't feel bad. Like, <laughs> what do you want to do next show three weeks later? Like what? <laughs> she, text, she responds like, we already did the damn show. Why are you texting me? <laughs> you know i finally just end up having to call her sometimes like what the fuck bitch no yeah seriously no for real uh see that's the thing i I, I never i never call her but it's like i i text her maybe i should call you more roxy maybe that's it but like i definitely text her don't don't expect her to answer either yeah i was like i know in the beginning i would do that i was like she's not answering so we're just not gonna deal with it she would text that boy that she likes back oh who i don't like nobody right now (laughs) be super quick on that i'm like who find him out because i don't like nobody right now even texting during the shows i'm like i'm sorry is the show boring you (laughs) we're going through that like a couple episodes again i was like i'm sorry what's happening but i was like i wish every time me back like that Every time a guy doesn't text me back right away, I always think about 
well, you know, Roxy likes me and she barely texts me back. So <laughs> maybe it's not a matter of them not liking me. Right. Yeah. I at least so like when I'm in relationships, I try to get better with because I've had that come at me where it's like, oh, it takes like 10 seconds to send a text. I'm like, not really. I have to sit there and compose what I'm saying. <laughs> you know it's it's not like autofill for everything you know so uh i gotta compose that shit so i at least try to do the good morning every day like hey good morning ready for today you know that's my standard like ready for the day (laughs) you know know, if more men understood that Mm -hmm. for it would make if they, they would make women's lives so much easier, just a simple, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm busy today, but I'm thinking about you. If they, yeah. If yeah. Oh my God. Like it does. Like women are pretty easy to please Seriously. with a little, little consistency. Uh, I beg to differ on occasion, but that's just me. Uh, you know? We're not talking about the psychopaths that you date. We're talking about <laughs> women like normal, in general. Normal, normal women. women. <laughs> oh, okay. Not ones that try to sneak in and move in without your knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that issue. Uh, but but see that there is like even with the psychopaths, there's no issues with intimacy there. You know <laughs> They were always wanting to be way too close to me. <laughs> like, you don't have to hold the knife to me right now. <laughs> Just want to watch a dateline. <laughs> not, practicing. Not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, but no, oh, my God, seriously, I had an ex who, like, her thing was dateline. And what's that creepy old man who hosts dateline? Do y'all ever watch it? Like Kevin, mm. she had such a thing for him. It's like <laughs> I wasn't allowed to talk, text, anything while this man was on. I was like, "Don't you even breathe?" My exactly husband's on that, <laughs> that kind of shit. And I was like, "Oh my god!" It was healthy. <laughs> it was healthy. Yeah, totally healthy. You know, like. <laughs> Like, She's you, like know, you know what? Why don't you just leave while just this is on? Leave. <laughs> I can somewhere. watch this in peace. <laughs> like, that's okay. I'll just go back home. <laughs> Let you have your intimate moment with Dayla. <laughs> but I, I think it's true. I think that, you know, uh, intimacy is different for everyone. But I think guys really do need to practice it more and try and try to talk to someone who they can practice that with. Um, that's not going to be easy no it's not going to be easy it's it feels weird it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but i mean it's work that has to be done it's work on yourself that you have to do if you want to progress in your relationships and all relationships in your life yeah you have to you have to do that work and i mean once you get it i mean once you get it done like I mean, you're going to, it's going to be a breeze and you'll be like, oh, this is nothing. What was I so scared of? I don't know if it's going to be a breeze, but you well, know, I mean, eventually a... you got to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't say the process would be a breeze. I'm just saying once you get to that, you know, finish line, you're like, oh, wasn't as bad as I thought. True. Okay. I'll give you that. But I, I think it is something that's not going to be answered. Definitely not in this show. Oh, no. Or in any other show. But I think but it no, is... because it's personal growth that you have to do yeah i think that it really does come down to personal growth i really do think that men probably could 
stand to stop being so dickish. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> bro and machismo with each other. Oh, definitely. You know, like, oh my god, did you bang her? How was it? Till she was slut. You know, I think you kind of need to stop that. Start holding like, each other accountable as well. Oh, I thought you were gonna. Hey, they're not gonna be like, hey, bro. Oh my god, we just held each other and talked all night. No, that's not what we're saying. Bro, bro, I brought her flowers and like. I mean, yeah, brag like that. Now that's yeah. a flex. That's a brag, man. I bought her flowers. I did this. It was so romantic. Like, start doing that. I was like cuddling. Hype her each other and... up. Yeah. yeah, I can't really foresee that happening. Like, you know, cuddling her, and she was playing with my hair they should, <laughs> but they should because that's how we talk to our girlfriends about whatever happened and look at how like vulnerable and intimate we are with each other okay so okay and honestly do you honestly give out the intimate details like we're laying there together naked and he starts running his fingers through my hair yeah really yeah, yeah we do I we think, literally I think, okay so do you do you remember that friends episode where ross and rachel kiss for the first time and they're friends. telling sorry no. huh i hate friends sorry don't know friend <laughs> off i'm no longer part of this show goodbye okay <laughs> 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 okay so there's an episode where ross and rachel kiss for the first time and mm -hmm. ross is telling the guys about it and rachel of course is telling the girls about it and she's like oh my god the kiss and they're like oh my god wait 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 don't start don't start let's get the wine let's get this like everybody sits down and they're excited and she's like oh my god it was amazing he took me into his arms and looked into my eyes and just kissed me and she was like well how was like how was it was it like soft and hard or like, or like soft and fast or you know just getting into the details of it and she gets into the details explaining how it all happened and went down like every little detail and they're just like eating it up like oh my god and then the guy and he's like you know ross is telling the guys and he's like yeah we kissed oh yeah that's cool tongue yeah nice and that was it like yeah. we tell details because we want to know because of course women we just like reading we're picturing it as it's happening as you're telling it to us that's actually so something we didn't even talk about either about kissing. Like it's the one of one of the most intimate things oh. that you can do. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of guys that you get with now, they try to avoid kissing. That. Yeah. Oof, really? Remember, do you remember high school makeout sessions? Oh my God. Those were the <laughs> best. Can I get some of that in my life? Well, hold on, hold on. I want to go. Session. I want to go back to what Stacy said. So you find that guys don't want to kiss now and this is no. weird for me because i'm i'm a kisser i like kissing i like mm -hmm. you know that but that's just me and i kind of feel like maybe i don't know maybe that's men in my generation but like i was really taught kissing was a personal thing but going back further to like what roxy was saying you know you're giving all these details i was also taught that like that's intimate and that's private so you don't talk about that necessarily is something that something that I kind of go through, but like kissing, I find that really strange and awkward for me because I'm someone who likes to kiss. So I don't, the fact that you you're telling me you're finding guys who don't like to kiss is just really weird to me. It may no, not just... be that, that they don't like to kiss is that it puts too much intimacy mm -hmm. into it. Like they'll go straight for the neck kissing and 
boob fondling and then penetration. No kissing in between. Maybe it was just my 20 years of theater experience that it's like, you know, (laughs) and scene. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I personally can feel how deep of a person really likes me based on the fact of are they willing to to really kiss and get it get up in there (laughs) well okay that's kind of interesting i did not know that i've never really heard that as being an issue but like i've had guys that may like the first time we might kiss whatever but then it just ends up being like just sex just get with the sex and if it is a kiss it's not like the good like passionate kiss that you want kinda, it's, it's like, a, like that yeah like the quick little pecs with a quick tongue real quick and and then bam move on to the next maybe i'm just weird because like i like to kiss during sex as well i love it so i just maybe that's something i need to like have a we should do a guy's show and probably ask that because that's kind of strange for me because like those you know kissing is a big deal for me so i like to kiss and then i will kiss during sex and so that's not an issue with me so now that i'm hearing that this is an issue um that's just well, i can boring. tell you i had a 13 year relationship with a man that barely kissed me you're kidding yeah really wow i could not I, did. I accepted it for 13 years I, don't ask me why i ended that shit it took me a while <laughs> See, I don't think I could do that, but that's that's me personally. And maybe, and guys, if you are doing that, you need to check that because that's not something that that should be occurring. You should, if you well, maybe this is the key here. If you want to be with that person, you'll definitely be kissing that person. If you don't want to be, well, I think that's a sign to both sides not to really go forward with it. But that's just me. <laughs> and I had no idea that was an anomaly. I had no idea. That's 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 very foreign to me. Too intimate. Maybe it is, but then again, like I said, twenty years theater <laughs> experience here. <laughs> what was this? What, I forgot what show it was that I was watching, but it was like they were like, "Oh my god, um, did you have sex with him?" No, I kissed him. That's even worse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like. Because again, the intimacy involved in kissing, there's not, I mean, you can have sex and have none, no intimacy, just wham, bam, thank you, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But kissing, like that takes, that takes some feelings, some intimacy, like you mm-hmm. got to be in there. So I, I can see how that could so. be worse. <laughs> I, well, I guess. I, mean, I've always... I don't want to, I don't want to be up all in somebody's mouth that I don't give a shit about. True. Okay. All right. I've always I, I don't looked, know where that mouth's been. Yeah, I, I can always <laughs> look at, at kissing is also the way that you kind of like indicate that you kind of both like each other too. Like I, like the, the kiss on a first date, you know, mm-hmm. you're not giving a kiss if you really don't like that person. But if you are, then I assume you like that person. You're going to kind of preferably try to move forward but i don't know what the fuck do i know i'm 46 <laughs> never been married you know shit <laughs> but then again i've i've had some men that have been really super passionate and intimate with me that did me dirty so mm-hmm. very they could, true <laughs> whether they couldn't handle the intimacy and they didn't like where it was going because they wanted to stay single and they didn't want to go there 
they didn't know how it's like they were able to be intimate but then they held back when it came back down to it did they have a 20-year career in theater too (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe (laughs) they might well this is awfully fascinating but i know we could we could probably talk about this forever but we won't. So I'm going to do closing thoughts. So your closing thoughts will start with you, Stacy, because you are expert here. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm expert, but. Um, well, you, you bring legitimacy to what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, a, like I said before, I feel like a lot of it, you know, the testosterone thing comes into play. I think your environment, what you grew up with definitely comes into play. Social media is a big influencer. I think all of these things have really um, almost destroyed intimacy nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people are afraid to be vulnerable um, for fear of getting hurt or um, just not made fun of, you know, men, men really don't have a safe space to be vulnerable. Um, So I, you know, I can kind of see that side of thing. Um, you know, just like, you know, nobody, it's a taboo for men to go through therapy, you know, mm-hmm. um, women talk about going through therapy all the time, but, you know, men don't talk about that, those kinds of things. So um, I, I do feel a lot of it is that they don't feel safe in being that way. Roxy, your thoughts. I think men and women need to do the work on each on themselves um work with a friend if you have to to work on yourself and learn how to be intimate with yourself not not just sexually but that that helps too (laughs) Be, be intimate with yourself like really sit down and figure out you know what it is you're looking for what it is that you want out of life out of relationships um what do you want sexually what like write down everything that you want figure it out and then make it happen mm-hmm. put it into work but like Stacy said I, I need I need the men especially to find somebody that you feel safe with to work on being vulnerable mm-hmm. being open like there's so much, I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all men keep in so much anger and aggression. Like y'all need to let that out in a safe space, preferably. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I actually just posted something the other day on Facebook where I was like, I'm, I'm putting it out here. This is a safe space for men to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Feel free to come talk to me about anything. You need to cry, feel safe here. It's all good. We all need that person. So find your person and do the work. Says the woman who can't text back. Hey, you want to go catch this movie? <laughs> We're not talking about me. And I am working on it. Yeah. So mind your business. <laughs> I'm glad we're working on something. Here. Hey. Hey. I showed up today. You did. That almost didn't happen. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for for myself, I, I agree with both of you. I think there is a conversation that has to be had with yourself. I think there's a conversation that you have to have with your partner. But I think the other thing that 
guys have to think of is this something very important this isn't something that's happening in a day and it's not something that's going to be easy you know it's not easy finding someone that you're comfortable with it's not easy finding someone who you can talk to and open up like that because you have to feel secure with that person um whether you're joking or you're being serious uh you have to find someone who you're comfortable talking to and then being able to be there and be vulnerable. Those are all important things, but they're also all difficult things that are not happening immediately. Um, you know, like uh, as a small, small example, you know what, Roxy, I'm going to use you as an example. I joke with Roxy very hard about like things like texting and, and movie or like other things. But that's because we're comfortable to joke that way. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's, but we communicate. You know, whether we're joking or sometimes we're just texting or we do have a serious conversation, we communicate. And and so and that's like, you know, as co-hosts, it's something that you work on. You know, when we first start doing this show to get would you say it flowed as perfectly, Roxy? <laughs> uh no. No, see, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I'm a difficult guy, but you know, I I think I'm quite lovely and charming and flattering and accommodating. But that's just what I think. If you ask Roxy, <laughs> it'll probably be a totally different thing. <laughs> I mean, not that different, but a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different enough. But see, it, it goes to show it's not just an, an intimacy and in that isn't just like something that you apply to who you're in a relationship with. Relationships are different in the sense of friendships. Uh, you know, in our, in our case being co-hosts in the case of like others who are in relationships all that is different but the communication is what works throughout and it's something that that has to happen this coming from a communications major so you know uh, (laughs) i feel that's important because that leads to more intimate and you know fun or sadder or whatever kind of times but it leads to something important and that's my thought. <laughs> <laughs> Final Any... thoughts, like with Jerry? <laughs> th- oh, Jerry I had to think Springle. about that. Final Jerry thoughts. Springer. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> now for final thought. His shit was just the worst. <laughs> it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. And so with that being said, we won't have final thoughts, but we'll put out feeler for your final thoughts if you have any thoughts feelings questions comments or remarks or curiosities about intimacy please let us know hit us up you can get us on our social medias the vcr show at twitter and instagram or you can email us to the vcr show at gmail.com and please follow us on our website which is the vcrshow.com and if you ever want to follow our absolutely beautiful wonderful talented uh, you know guest on this show you can follow the model nurse at her social medias which are oh i gotta say them again okay um (laughs) (laughs) you can follow me on Instagram at the, I always forget. Instagram at the Instagrams. <laughs> Give me a second, because I always forget. <laughs> because I changed my name, Skin C S K I. 
Skinsy, S-K-I-N-C-Y, The Model Nurse on Instagram, and Judy Booty 78 on TikTok. That's one I was waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that one. Uh, (laughs) And you can always follow our fabulous, talented, wonderful, and beautiful co-host on the VCR show, Miss Roxy Perez, at her social medias at... On Facebook at Roxy Perez Curvy Model, on Instagram at, at poprox 428 and on TikTok at The Poprox. And Poprox is spelled P-O-P-R-O-X-X. And of course, as always, I am most fortunate because I have two beautiful, talented models here on this show, and I am Vada the VCR show. <laughs> 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 and that's it <laughs> and that's it you know i have nothing more to say to you <laughs> and i'm out <laughs> and I'm winning so in that case bye-bye bye looking to shape up or maybe get rid of some unwanted fat you need to give our friend roxy perez a call book a mobile appointment melt some unwanted fat away you can reach her at 832-686-3873 or email her at ascensionaesthetics at gmail.com you can also find ascension aesthetics on facebook instagram and twitter at ascension aesthetics need some sweet treats for your next big event or maybe you just have a sweet tooth Check out Skippity Cakes. That's Skippity Cakes. S-K-I-P-P-I-T-Y-C-A-K-E-S dot com. Check them out for all of your sweet treat needs. Things such as cakes, cupcakes, and cake pops. Also, check them out for their varieties of face masks, t-shirts, and coffee mugs. You can also contact them at 281-221-9703. That's 281-221-9703. Again, that's Skippity Cakes. Say hi to our friend Rosie for us. Need a clean space? Call a clean space for you in multi-services and ask for our friend Rachel. They can be contacted at 832-297-1704. Or you can email them at you at gmail.com. You've been listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Roxy Perez. Logo by Richard Christopher Vada with assistance from Annie Ramirez. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always reach us at thevcrshow at gmail.com or at our socials on Insta and Twitter at The VCR Show. Theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library.